0: So you s- where did you see this movie? Stony Brook. Why did you go to Stony Brook? Why didn't you go to Comac?
1: It's closer and it's new mm. they've redone it.
0: They've re- they redid Stony Brook. Yeah. With recliners?
1: Yep. Mm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, very nice. I mean, it's like so they they did the theaters first and so like okay. the in like the lobby area is still like OG. No, it's not OG. It's, like, still in transition. Like, uh, when okay. I went and saw Ant-Man, like, three months ago or whatever, like, everything else was done, but they still had the old lobby, and now the lobby is, like, almost done. Like, okay, totally different. Like, the if you remember, like, the middle section thing, gone. Yes. It, now it's, it's like, all the way at the back is way open. Oh, like wow. New, like, machines and stuff. It, it's very nice. Very, very nice. That's good. Okay. hmm there's, yeah. there's a lot coming. I'm kind of bummed that things are getting like poo-pooed on, like Fast Ten, Indiana Jones. They they sound like they're not that great.
0: But um, how can they? How can they be great though? Well, yeah, you know I mean, that's, that's that's fine, another podcast. Care. Like, <laughs> like we could talk about that. Like, how can they? How can they be great? I think that they can be good. I think that they can be watchable. Oh. I don't think that they could be
1: great. I, I'm not even by saying not great. I'm not. I'm not meaning like I expect them to gr- be great. I expect them to be watchable, <laughs> and right. what it's sounding like is that they're almost not watchable. Which, for Fast Ten, is somewhat understandable. This is the tenth movie in a franchise that has now like totally been taken over by Vin Diesel.
0: It doesn't make any sense. anymore. It doesn't anymore. make any
1: sense anymore. But, but Indiana Jones, like guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think w- we'll. But we'll also
0: see. Like, we'll see. I think that there's, there's something to what the critics are saying. There's also, you know, Indiana Jones is not. The hard part about Indiana Jones is that the stories are not that complex. It's the storytelling and movie tricks that make those movies really fun and amazing, mm-hmm. and then you also have the beautiful, glorious charisma that is, you know. It, you know, premium Harrison Ford. Right. Right. When he's in, when he's what, maybe like 30, 35, whatever, in those movies in the 80s, like, he's beautiful. And like, and he just is, he's everything that he's all, it's very similar to James Bond. Those movies are very similar to James Bond. Yes. And I think that he, like, he played it so, like, the anti-James Bond, you know, like, Instead of being a knockoff of it or the American version, like Indiana Jones always gets his ass kicked, right Right. in the movie (laughs) constantly, he's constantly getting his ass kicked, and then he's figuring it out through smart, innovative, lucky, hilarious ways. Right, it's never that Indiana Jones is this amazing mastermind guy. He's he's lucky, you know. So I think that these movies are it's. Uh, it's not. It's not that it's not made for the critics. It's totally made for the critics. It's. It's the idea that we can make a somehow good story for an Indiana Jones at this point in time is moot. It's just not there. It's just not
1: possible. It's. It's. It's hard because it's like you th- expect because every
0: because because you want to do kind of what the idea to make a movie now about it is to kind of do what Crystal Skull already did. Which is to go back and revisit and bring up the nostalgia in ways that you're like excited by and interested in, while also not being stupid, right? So like, if they, you know,
1: well, he's also a lot older. He's really you know old. I guess what's hard is like the. I mean, the trailers look fine. The trailers always look fine. I, I know. I, I mean, maybe the trailers for Crystal Skull looked fine. I don't remember, but like. We were hyped.
0: That's summer 2008. That's like vintage us. That's like exactly, we were thrilled think, to go to that I movie. I don't think I've seen it since. <laughs> but but we also saw it. Where did we see it? We saw it at Elwood. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We didn't go to the fucking big movie theater. We saw it at Elwood. Well, we, we had no it was money. Be
1: okay. <laughs> no, like it was. <laughs> so we were like, let's go, you know, on two, $4 movie night or whatever. Yeah,
0: exactly. So that's better than like us like, m- and we were like, all right, that was whatever. <laughs>
1: right. you know well, I, Look, guess, I guess I'm, what I'm saying is it, it's odd for me to hear that um, the movie is getting re- reviewed like um, over a month out I don't know if it
0: They, I, I guess that they were gambling right mm-hmm. like it's always a gamble right like do you do the embargo or do you not Yeah. right if you do the embargo then people are going to suspect that there's things afoot if you don't do the embargo you get critics like who want to rip this movie apart for clickbait yeah Meanwhile, it's probably really good.
1: Meanwhile, the Flash looks great. The Flash is getting amazing reviews. Flash so, is getting amazing reviews, and they're really leaning into Batman, which is going to be exciting. So well, they have to. They have to. <laughs> um,
0: it's yeah. a crazy oh time. Okay, it's so a crazy time.
1: Listen. So, th- I guess the reason I bring all this up. There's other Thir- stuff you want to th- do. Well, thirty no, thirty minutes of previews. Thirty minutes. Yeah, for sure. Always now. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. We counted; it was like eight or nine trailers.
0: It's just too much. It's too much. I factor it in.
1: Well, I normally do two, and like you know, normally I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna be like late, and I I get to the theater at the movie time or whatever, and then inevitably I miss like a trailer or two, and it's fine, and then I'm still waiting forever. But this time we were there early, so all the like. Ads and stuff, and Maria Menunos was still going. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. we got all the trailers, and then they fucking advertise AMC. It's like, I'm here. You don't. You know, that's
0: a great point. <laughs> you know, that's a great point. It's, fucking but it's also. Like, come on now. It's also the service. That's how they make the money. That's how they became the giant, giant that upsell. they are.
1: Like, they want people to be per stubs, and hey, these are the things you can get, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get that. Totally do. But then you got to cut somewhere else. It's like, It's ridiculous. I hear you, bro. And like most of these trailers, like all these trailers are online already. So people have seen most of them already.
0: Yeah. But do you know how excited I am to see the Dune 2 trailer and I didn't get to see it for Guardians?
1: That's true. That's true.
0: You know, like I'm very excited for Dune 2. Like I may go like I may try to go to the city to see Dune 2. The trailer? No, the movie. (laughs) Okay
1: i thought you were like i oh, just i gotta go see that if i could if theaters. i could find
0: a dune one and two bang bang that was at like a good theater i would i may do that i would even consider doing it by myself I just, <laughs> like i mean I've, to, I,
1: I i listen i've gone to the movies many times by myself now and it is just fine
0: yeah but if i'm gonna go with these other crazy dune people like <laughs> that's gonna
1: be wild. Well, listen, all the crazy dude people will also be there by themselves. That's true. So that's every true. seat will be every other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just true. It's gonna be like, you know, nerds sitting. Very,
0: there. very democratic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just a whole bunch of fucking Fremen. I don't know, man. And that trailer is sick. Yeah, it's I, a I have sick no trailer. Idea what's
1: happening still, but you know.
0: Um, well, Austin Butler's character is like a main. He looks scary. He's like a. He's not just an antagonist. He's like the best of the uh, Harkonnen people. So like he's always in these like the black and white scene is him in a big battle sequence that takes place kind of in the like the after uh, after um, the main city on Arrakis is blown up. It cuts to. This big battle where like it's revealed how awesome, uh, 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 what's his name, um, this, this thing character, uh, Raban and, oh my god, Austin Butler's playing him and I totally forgot his name. Nope. Uh, totally lost it. Not the guy to ask. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but his he's like a total <laughs> badass and like it's a great and then he also meets up. With Lady Fenring, who is uh, Leah Seydoux's character, mm. um, before and and it's just like uh, uh, the lovely fade, fade word. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. It's really crazy. I don't and I don't think that they're gonna make. In in the book, the emperor is very gay, mm. and he's gay with fade. Mm. Um so I don't know if they're gonna make him gay in this in the movie, because it's like one of the classic like things where it's like this is a villain and he's gay and he's like gay and a villain and it's bad. Gotcha. Right. So I don't know if I don't know what they're gonna do.
1: It's very interesting well, to me. Well, and yeah, I mean, because also you don't
0: get enough emperor in, you don't get enough uh, Baron, excuse me, in the first in the first uh, movie. Yeah.
1: movie. So I, I don't think like what they've established so so far that would not kind of be with what the character is.
0: Totally, totally. And the and Florence Pugh is interesting because Florence Pugh is kind of like the narrator of the book. She's reading she reads excerpts of a book that she writes after what takes place in Dune writing about Paul Atreides. So it seems like we're like hearing like at least from what I saw, like that she's like, you know, it's not going to be the narrator or anything like that, or or have any excerpts of hers like in this new movie, but that she's going to have, um, you know, she it seems like she's going to have like Game of Thrones level drama on the other side of the galaxy. Okay, So that could be interesting. Hmm.
1: You know, so, like like, the, like, but like in the in the future?
0: No, concurrently, like figuring out that Paul Trades is still alive got it in a way that's not really in the book <laughs> right but they have to do something with her because she's a very big part of three
1: okay and if if they're gonna keep making these they need her there
0: oh yeah you you really need her for three really bad and she's like and it's and she is a very interesting character in three
1: mm-hmm. um so so basically what they do is they tease along the female character in the first movie she becomes more pop uh, <laughs> like I'm talking with Z- Zeddia, <laughs> yeah, more yeah, involved exactly. In the second, and then you tease along the next one, and becomes more involved in the third.
0: Oh, okay. yeah, interesting. It's very, it's, it, it's, it's, it's going to be. It, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see. All right. Anyway, so you everybody. Talk guardians.
1: Yeah, let's talk guardians. So. Um, you know, at some point you, you joined us mid-chat because we were just chatting. Like we're just chatting. We're just chatting. This we're is just it. chatting. Uh, it's been multiple weeks since we podcasted. There's been lots of things going on. Movies have come out. Movies are still c- about to come out. We don't know what we're going to see yeah. or when, uh, but we both have seen Guardians 3 now.
0: And now it's time to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so, listen, Guardians 3, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you guys liked it. We, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah.
1: <sighs> I mean, uh, yeah. were you nervous you weren't gonna like it? No, I think I was. Um, I think I was more nervous that I would be even more emotional because I uh, was emotional. Right, it's a pretty emotional movie. Um, but I, I was. I was well and I was nervous about all of the like like the triggering stuff too like a little bit for me but mostly for Megan. Um sure. And I think it was done tastefully. Uh but I can see it being like an issue for some people. Um but then again like this is like we're talking about like CGI animals.
0: Sure, but I think that you know, the one takeaway I want people to hear if they turn off the podcast after they after a little only a little bit, uh, is that I think that this movie was grotesque in a way that Marvel really needed to tap back into. Yeah. And I think that this really elevated the body horror and the um, the darker side of Marvel in a way that really hasn't been explored in a long, long time. And I think only James Gunn could really bring yeah. the ridiculous comedy that he's pairing with this really grotesque imagery. Um, and a lot of it also real practical, you know, th- I think there's the most prosthetic effects for this from any movie they've ever done before. Yeah., um, you know, he really went after it. He also, I've heard him say that a lot of these sets were real. That's crazy. Uh, that's crazy. So to me, like, I'm very the nitty gritty of this movie was, I think, welcomed. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it also takes it from being this kind of clean Marvel sanitary product to letting directors have a little bit of their own flair creep in in a big way. And and more so, and, and I think we just like James Gunn more than we like Taika, because Taika is mm-hmm. really more like a comedian-based comedy...
1: Yeah, like his his like his thing was cool in Ragnarok where like it, it became like like, you know, 80s but... rock like that. It, like that was just like the vibe, like it had a vibe to it and it had a good sense of humor. But like but his movies ultimately wasn't like they didn't he didn't like rewrite the way it looked. Totally, you know, like there was cool new stuff. but but. Yeah, he
0: didn't, there's no takeaway action scene or sequence from either of those movies that you can walk away from being like, holy crap, they did something I've never seen before. Right. And I think that this movie, uh, you know, and and speaking, you know, spoilerly about the the hallway scene, the mix of the CGI with the intercutting one shot style of uh, action sequence that's very popular, but also excruciatingly hard to do and very well done. In this movie, you you walk away from it and you're like that was awesome. Yeah, and they build up to it because they roll the camera a couple of times. They do, yeah. Uh, in the in the movie before you get to this big scene, and then they're finally really moving the camera in a way you've never experienced.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yeah, the, like I haven't seen it, but Slither, like James Gunn's, yeah, done, yeah, yeah, director debut, like that. That's his, like, I mean like Cronenberg esque and I you get very much vibes of that here, just like the weird wacky shit, like a fucking I mean, obviously even ego was uh like a humanoid planet thing with like we but this got weirder, right? Like you have an it's entire, also like
0: it's Logan's- also that actor. Like you know what I mean? Like you're not That's Kurt Douglas, right? Uh Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Um you're you're not looking at Ego, you're looking at Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell is a very famous actor. Right. You know, like, so to me, like, in this movie, you know, and I think the villain is, is okay, but what I do, th- but what I did like about this movie is that it, it brought back a level of grungy, grimy, uh, <sighs> uh, scary quality that has been missing for a while. And I think that they were smart to deviate here, but also to introduce this into the canon because I think that there's a future for this.
1: Uh, so, so you say that it's been missing. Was it ever here?
0: Um, I mean, if you count, I mean, I think most of us would probably count Daredevil as like the only, Daredevil and Punisher as the only really like super violent, you know, Marvel okay. stuff that, you know, kind of feels, you know, very action heavy in a way that, the other movies are, you know, there's nice scenes and stuff in them, but it's not really as visceral. Right. Uh, but I could also see um, the fans saying, like, no, this has never really been here. We've never really seen this kind of sci-fi grossness here that, you know, it's just, it's different. And I, and I think that uh, it so works. And I was like, all right, cool. And I love the reveal at the end. So, yeah, like, I, I liked it. That's like my big takeaway. What is your big takeaway, Frank?
1: Um, my big takeaway is that um, James Gunn uh, likes to do simple plots and tell stories with characters, which we've known. Uh, and like, you, you know, bet the house in one here. Like, I, I just feel like the, the character development I mean, in two, is very strong, um, but here it's like it's all character. Um, a, a lot happens, and obviously, like it, it's hard because you're you're so much of the movie. You're you're like Rocket is absent, but he's so present. Sure, um, but you know, like we're we're just seeing all these relationships kind of, and like there's a lot of characters now. You know, like they even introduce more, and like some of them get a little bit shortchanged, uh, but. Like they, this is Marvel needs to stick with trilogies. Ooh, and, fighting uh, words. And, and uh, it, like, it doesn't, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, Thor went for four and, and maybe shouldn't have. Mm. Um, if you do two, that's fine. But like, I think if you're, if you're going to go for three, like finish your story. Like that is, that is great um the, uh, i i it's hard to say a better fully formed trilogy in the MCU like iron man has its problems captain america you know like they kind of all get better thor um uh <laughs> you know so it's like i think if we're if we're talking about like especially because it was all from one director right like this is one idea a cohesive thought uh you know they take a little uh excursion to the avengers movies and they poke fun at that a little bit here but it all makes sense and um i think it i think it ends really strong like like the 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 trilogy and the movie
0: i i agree i agree with you i think that there's you know <sighs> it's crazy all the drama that goes back with this movie too, that James Gunn was originally fired oh off this movie for tweets that he had from years and years and years ago. Uh, and then it was announced that, okay, but well, we're still going to be using his script. And then a couple months later, okay, James Gunn is going to be back to direct this movie. But this is after James Gunn had already gone to DC and signed on to direct uh, The Suicide Squad and got his feet wet over there. And I think... Yeah that he had to like how much freedom and uh i guess collaborative uh energy that he was given to really make a great movie that we both really liked.
1: Well, if you think about it it's like Guardians 1 and 2 beget Suicide Squad beget volume 3. Like he learned from each one and brought like because because He did the guardians movies were like oh my god this is going to be great that he's doing suicide squad and then he brought so many cool things from that that movie and peacemaker to this movie like yeah uh, um he there's always going to have the the sense of humor it's always going to have the the cool music it's always going to be um character focus like i was saying but like just just the style and then like you said the grittiness and the the like grotesqueness and like just the just like he kept pushing the envelope really (laughs) how far can it go? Like, like was suicide squad R? I think so. Right. So like he went there with that one and they like got really close to the line here. Totally. (laughs) Like really close. I think that,
0: you know, what's hard about this movie is that it is so many characters You know, so you are dealing with, you know, you know, seven, I think, established, you know, characters that we're already going in with that are like main characters. Then you have, I would say, about, you know, another five ancillary ones that are concurrent throughout, recurrent throughout the movie. And then you have the villain, you have his, the villain's crazy weird henchman. You know, like Mm -hmm. it was, it's a lot, it's a lot of people. It's juggled well. You know, there are definitely yeah. some winners and losers. You know, I think Cosmo, clear winner. Adam Warlock, clear yes. loser. <laughs> you know? But I also think that they're yeah. setting Warlock up for a nice future. I think that they have a good actor uh, in in this in this guy. Uh, not Barry Keegan. What's this guy's name? Uh,
1: Will, this Poulter. Will Poulter. He's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's just yeah, let's like wrap him up real quick. I think, they, they either did this intentionally or they they screwed up. You think uh, they screwed up? They well, I think personally, from like comics and the history, like they should have just like introduced him into. And part of me wonders was was that like a Marvel like you have to get him in and then like James Gunn's like all right and then at the point of like making the third movie is like, well, he's here, I guess, but like he th- what I've read is like what why is he here? what What does he have to do? He actually does have importance to the plot um and the character arc that is light. uh, but like you said, I think there's a feature there. It's just kind of like not tying him to the infinity saga is kind of a bummer,
0: yeah, um, but it's also but his power set is the exact same
1: as Captain Marvel's.
0: So if you bring him in for end game and they're both there together, like it definitely could have made for a funny sequence where they're like, oh, you have laser hands. I also have laser hands. Oh, you're super powerful. I'm also super powerful. That would have been actually kind of cool. But I also think that you're, they were so trying to sell us on, uh, Brie Larson that they were like, no, 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 no. we're going to focus on her rather than bringing this other guy in who we can actually have a future with if we think more in the long game because I think Marvel Cosmic uh, is... All, I think it's... And this is like a philosophical thing. Like I do think it's de- definitely easier on the average movie-going American to accept crazier cosmic Marvel characters than digging into the D, E, and F list of the Earth-based superheroes.
1: Of course. Uh, the fact that the, that they did so well with Guardians 1, you know, like, no one knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. And uh, they made it this really cool space opera-like adventure. And so, you know, if, w- if we don't have another Guardians movie for a while, we can have another cosmic movie Feeling movie, even though like the Thor movies have become that, or have been always that, it's it, it's always different. Like that was very much more, you know, Asgard royalty kind of. This is the grittier, like messier side. Totally, of things. and yeah, if you have Adam Warlock or, or Nova or, um, there's a
0: there's a nice you know, like uh, uh, catalog of people for them to choose from that work well well together with Adam Warlock. So I think.
1: Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, I mean, Silver Surfer. We'll see what they. Silver Surfer for sure, but I was going to say, uh, like, Star Fox with. Uh, oh, with Stallone? Fucking. No, 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 no. At the end of Eternals, uh, fucking watermelon sugar. Oh,
0: Harry Styles. <laughs>
1: Harry Styles. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, what are they doing with the Eternals? They're going to well, be space. I, they got to yeah, be space.
0: Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens with the Eternals. <laughs> like,. Uh, I, I wonder where where they're gonna show up next, you know. Yeah. Like it seems to me, like, you know, we're not gonna get very big cameos in Secret Invasion coming out soon. So no. I could, I'm curious to see, you know, where where they show up. You know, how are they gonna be dealing with Kang? You know, or or are they not dealing with Kang, or are we just gonna write them
1: off? You know. Yeah, we don't know. The big big um, cliffhanger. Okay, who knows. Um, All right, so back to the the guys Um,
0: you want to (sighs) talk about the guardians that are leaving like for sure leaving
1: leaving? let's go let's go like the OG lineup sure and then yeah let's go through the OG lineup and what what they're like what happened to them and then where they're going and then we can add in the other characters so I mean Star-Lord uh, you know, goes through kind of an arc here, you know, basically getting over Gamora finally, um, or at least what feels like a long time for us, but but probably for him is not that long. Um, I I, I always wonder with, cause like with the, like the time jump, like, are we like back in live time here? Are we, this is, is this like proper 2023 again? Like,
0: I don't know, man. That's a good question. I,
1: I don't know. So, like, it, it did, did, did his Gamora like only die like last week to him because he was snapped away and just came back and like I don't know. Um, good question. But uh, yeah, so he goes through some stuff, but mostly like you know his his drive to to save Rocket. Like, you know, they've had this like rocky rela- rocky relationship. rocky raccoon. <laughs> and uh you know but he he wants to save his friend like as much as they like shit on each other all the time they're like they're family and so um i i thought there was a real chance he was gonna die yeah me too it it, it felt like uh it felt like it was coming out of nowhere just like the way that they did it it's like oh wait a second like also he has a helmet yeah what happened to his helmet he has a helmet where was his helmet in that scene like these they i feel like they're never prepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh like you're fucking in the, in the second movie it's like oh we only have one jetpack and one spacesuit. Like come on. What? Um yeah, what happened? He didn't wear his helmet once. Not once the whole movie. Um but then his, his head like looks like it's about to explode and it's like okay, I guess that's it. Uh But no, I mean, there was lots of, like, who's going to die in this movie and lots of, like, oh, this could be their moment in the movie. And then ultimately nobody. Um, Yep. (laughs) So uh, I think it's interesting that he decides to go home. Um, I think it's a really good move for him. Um, It takes Chris Pratt off the board for a while, but it's interesting that the movie ends with his title card Star-Lord will return and like i think that it's played for laughs cuz like the legendary star lord right but like i guess they're basically saying he's going to be back for one of the avengers movies right
0: yeah i think that he's whatever he's saying right now is moot because he is not on the level of these other guys yet and he's definitely on a retainer for the next avengers movies o- or at least, at least in one of them
1: Right, like if they're if if it's like battle world shit going on, yeah. and There's all these like crazy,
0: and then you would get Rocket, versions. you'd get
1: Groot, because they're just voices. Right, those guys are not going anywhere.
0: Right, um, they're fine. You know, I think the two that are the most significant of the OG lineup are going to be Dave Bautista's Drax, and Zoe Saldana's Gamora. Yeah. Now, I kind of understand Dave Bautista more, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I think that Dave Batista going into this was fucking a used-to-be wrestler, quasi-actor. Goes into this, he is a household name. Right. All right? He is internationally, globally known superstar guy. He's done some actually cool movies in between that, and I think that there's definitely a world where he's going to be even more... Uh, diving into dramatic roles. You know, whether or not they're good, we don't know yet. But I definitely could see him really reaching for that, or at least getting good enough dramatically to play enough convincing villains, you know, if that's really the direction he wants to go in. Mm -hmm. Because think about the makeup that guy was in. Oh, yeah. Hours and hours and hours every day. And yeah, they were able to save it, you know, kind of this time because they were in the costumes a lot, which is cool. Yeah. But... The difference is like when he's, any time he's relaxing, he's expected to be shirtless, and in perfect, amazing, immaculate shape, and wearing all this crazy shit on his body, right. not just on his face. Zoe Saldana always got away with not having to wear as much makeup.
1: Yeah, and she's I, she's not naked, and she's she's wearing it's like on her face and on her hands. It's pretty much it.
0: Her quitting. I disagree with more, because I think there's more of Gamora's story to tell with that Gamora. And I think that those characters are very important for the cosmic balance of the Marvel world Mm. that bringing her totally off the map when Nebula will definitely come back is going to feel off.
1: Yeah, so, right. So basically, I'm, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. It sounded like she originally thought it was going to be like a one-and-done movie. Totally. And playing her in five movies. And, that you know, that shit happens all the time. And she's
0: right. a major part of Infinity War in a way that maybe she didn't anticipate going in. She's got a well, huge role in that movie, and she's doing Avatar the
1: whole time. Avatar. Avatar. Like and that's got to be part of it, right? Like, there's no way that she can like, like do it all. And and I mean, not that Star Trek is still like a th- like going on, but there's maybe a chance that she would come back there too. Uh, it's just a lot of franchises. I'm sure she's like, it's probably exhausting. Um, so if you're if you're picking one, you kind of. Although I just feel like, with the arc of this movie, like, it, it is bittersweet in that like. She doesn't come back around and like but like they they lean into the fact that like, no, I'm not going to be part of your family. I have my own family, like the way that they showed her with the other ravagers. It's like, oh, got
0: it. It ma- like, it makes sense. Like, I get why yeah. they're I, like that all adds up to me. But what I think is hard is that if I was Marvel, I definitely would have pushed harder to keep her. And I would and I would have said, like, no, like, listen, like you can do we're not going to do a Disney plus, but you can do a movie.
1: Well, here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to they're going to put this thing on the shelf for a while for many reasons. Uh, You know, this was James Gunn's baby. It's, you know, a trilogy that we know he's not coming back for. You're right. So if if we come back to, you know guardians of the galaxy with a new team and we see like some some holdovers from the ogs like nebula rocket Groot. you know basically the team we see in the post-credit scene um you know yeah i see what you're saying if we have nebula it would feel weird to not check in with gamora uh but you know maybe by that time enough time has passed and so like maybe she would come back May- like, maybe in I, like a cameo role, like I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think
0: that I don't know. I don't think you could have paid Dave Batista enough money to come back and do it.
1: Oh shit! The stuff he said. Oh my god! I'm 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 surprised that they let him. Yeah, th- 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 I, I th- don't. But it all doesn't make sense because then he also did all the fucking Disney Plus ads. So like, did he make those before he said all that shit? No, that I'm th-
0: sure he. I'm sure he's that he did it before, and then they paid him after. You know, he's a yeah. uh, he's a, a good commodity. He's also a man. So like he gets a little bit more, I think, leeway in a way that Gina Carano did not. Gina sure. Carano said shit that was also just racist. So like.
1: Well, yeah, no, he he was just like, fuck. he Disney. was just and like enough people say fuck Disney. Enough people say fuck
0: Disney. And, like, fuck Disney, they're, and they're like, OK, cool. You get one. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. 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 Um, All right. So, yeah, I mean, I think.
0: I definitely think Nebula will be back. I definitely think she, there's more to she her. She
1: wants to be back. She wants to... And, and her arc is, like, really taken off, right? Like, she's come such a long way, and, like, for her to be, again, such a crucial part of the Avengers movies, like... Huge. Huge. I, and I, there was a moment where I thought she was going to sacrifice herself, um, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, you know, with there's a moment where you think Drax is, like, dead, <laughs> Like I, I know he gets shot a lot, but it's like holy shit! Like he took some shots, um you know, Rocket. Like I, obviously, it, I, for me, like Rocket, I didn't think he was gonna die because the whole movie ended up like being about saving him.
0: Yeah, you know?
1: like it, it would be kind of shitty to be like, "Thanks for saving me. I'm gonna like sacrifice my life now." <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that's what's that's, it's hard. Like going in, at least I didn't know enough of the plot. Like. Yeah, you can look at the trailers and be like, "Shit, like this could be like it sounds. It seems like it's going to be focused on Rocket. Like maybe, maybe he does die, but the fact that like from the beginning he's already injured, it's like okay, he's gonna they're gonna save him. Like that's just that's how movies work." <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let's talk
0: about the villain.
1: Uh, can we talk about Rocket actually? I mean, yeah, let's, Rocket and let's the villain. Let's, yeah, let's sure. Just, yeah. Um, so like we finally get his backstory. Um, like again like bradley cooper man just like i think under underrated here yeah and i don't know like in some of like the red carpet stuff i feel like him and vin diesel were like finally there i feel like a lot of times they're just sort of like absent they're like oh the voice of but i feel like i don't know maybe maybe at least because it's like the last one they really wanted to like be a, a part of it but you know i just think that he does a great job of like really hiding his voice and you know he, he did i guess younger rocket but not like baby rocket um but he did all that stuff and uh you know i, I think when you you see his back in the first movie and you're like it's like oh he's been like cybernetically enhanced like your, your brain goes to like what could have been right right and and we get all that backstory right so like High Evolutionary, um, played by Chukwudi Iwuji. Maybe I got it right. So he was actually in uh, Peacemaker. So that was kind of cool to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in like, a different role. Um, but he was very, very evil.
0: Yeah, he was a very bad guy.
1: Very bad guy. Um, yeah, super weird stuff, though, right? Like, So he's, like, trying to create this, like utopia and like a race of the perfect like society, perfect society. Why he's going with animals. I don't f- fully understand. I don't know. Cause he can, I guess easier than like abducting human beings. Right. And like trying to do what they want with them.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Um. So yeah, I mean basically rocket is special, um, which is cool. Like, you know going back like would we have assumed that he was as special as he was like or that there would be others out there like him is kind of what i thought there would be mm. um but you know not only was he at least the only one from his batch to survive but he like it like actually from a like a uh Intelligence level was special. Like I mean, we've always known this about him. Like he he is incredibly smart, and he he does so much with the ships and the engineering, and like that's just been from the get go. But uh, you know, to to think that he like exceeded uh, high evolutionaries like you know expectations and all this it's 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 kind of crazy uh, to the fact that he like basically you know writes his own doom like, by like yeah you know, making himself obsolete um which yeah that whole arc was super sad i mean like i i think in the trailers i was assuming that we're, it was going to be like a reunion with those those characters like mm. lila and all that yes um, me too uh so it's really sad when they're all dead already in the past, and he's like reliving this. I mean, you know, this is again standard movie stuff. You know, if, if you're in a coma, you're gonna think about all the things of your life, definitely. Right? <laughs> um, not and it's interesting because like he's not flashing back to you know all the shit that was going on during uh, Infinity War and Endgame, where his like basically his child and his entire family were wiped away. It's like, no, we're I'm, I'm gonna think back to the. The thing that made me. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Um, no, you're but right. Yeah. Um, high evolutionary. I, so, yeah, I, I guess like it, instead of having a MacGuffin with uh, the Infinity Stone in the first one, and like uh, it, like this time it's like Rocket is sort of a MacGuffin. Like we're trying to like save him. So, like, that's a singular purpose that they're chasing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the bad guy looked very creepy. Uh, his like skin face, like, I think it was kind of a cool reveal to, to see why, like in the flashbacks his he doesn't have like the the mask thing going on, but yeah. Uh, you know, it leads up to him like getting his face shredded and then he's got this like, you know, very like two face looking mess underneath. <laughs> um, so uh yeah, I mean, so what about what about sparing his life?
0: Hmm. <sighs> well, it's just it's different because, you know. Mm, I don't know, man. I wish our heroes in uh in in Marvel could also kill. <laughs> it would make sense that this is one of the ones we could definitely get away with.
1: Right. I mean, like, I get what they're going for. They're basically saying rockets, like, come this far or whatever, but also the shit that he did and things that he did to everyone around him, and he just murdered an entire planet. Yeah. And, um, uh, like, they, like, literally killed a whole bunch of people on their way to him. He's a genocidal maniac. Right? Well, he, yeah, he's a genocide, but the, the team, they like, they killed a bunch of cronies. So it's like, it's not that they're against killing. It's just like when you're, it's like that mercy kill there. They're,
0: mm. Marvel
1: doesn't want us to, to see that mercy kill thing. Um, uh, so I don't know. Like, I get it. Like, but it, what, what I read and I guess Gunn confirmed it, that the High evolutionary was taken back aboard nowhere. So he's like presumably in jail on nowhere, and he didn't they didn't just leave him to blow up on the ship like right uh, seems like you know when you when you lock up your your egotistical villains are eventually gonna get out
0: that's typically what happens
1: uh very sly of you do i do I think we're actually gonna get a another high evolutionary appearance probably not
0: i I agree with you I um with you.
1: okay. Groot. Groot had, like, nothing to do.
0: No, Groot was very not used in this movie. But that's okay. It is. He had more to do over the last couple movies.
1: He did. Right? But if but if we're supposed to believe that Groot is basically Rocket's son... Right. I kind of feel like there should have been more. And, like, it's hard because he can't talk. <laughs> 100%. Uh, but, you know, he, he just felt very hulking and just sort of like dumb in the background a lot of the time. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of always what he is, but also like he had, he's had so much more to do. Like he, as a character in the second one where like baby Groot was kind of like probably too much, Mm. but he had personality. Yeah. I I don't know. I guess I kind of. That was a, a disappointment for me, that they could have done more with him. Yes. Um, Mantis? Um, I think she's
0: coming back, and I think she was awesome.
1: Yeah. And she n- now has a bunch of pets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got stuff going on. But Yeah, so she'll, she's another one that could, like be A part of a future team of something, um, would she pop up in Avengers? I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see her again. We'll see her again. Um, Megan pointed out this out to me too, and it is, I kind of agree. It's like the whole movie, like everyone's like talking down on Drax so much, yes, and I, it was very problematic for her to just, like, wipe his mind after, like, saying all the mean shit she said. So, it's like, if they showed that happening once, like, how many times have they just wiped Drex's mind?
0: (laughs) Probably a lot. Probably a lot.
1: Yes. Uh, Yeah. So, I guess that's sort of it, right? Like, we get to a good place. Like, they all survive. We 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 uh we rescue everybody and we save Rocket's life the team breaks up and it's sad um but like not as sad as like like volume 2 ended on such a down note you know like yes so at least this ends in like a positive kind of like we're going off into uh, like into the sunset kind of thing for sure
0: it's it's not it's not too upsetting no at least um, that part of the movie isn't, you know.
1: Right, right, yeah. There are definitely upsetting parts and definitely like emotional beats, but like, I don't know. I, I was getting more emotional at the like the end where you know, like, you know, Drax. You're meant to be a father, not a destroyer. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Cosmo's great. Love her. So cool. Very funny. Um, I it it. Okay, (laughs) why do you take your entire home? Like they just yeah bizarre all of nowhere. Like yeah, it's cool that they can do that, but like you're putting all these people at risk. Yes, very strange. Um, And like Craglin, not not didn't get enough to do. But I, I maybe it's probably because he's like on set as Rocket the entire time. Yeah, so like you can't have. Rocket and Craglin, like in the same scene, like otherwise, like Sean Gunn is gonna like dot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot to do. It's just a lot to do. Uh, it, it's just sort of like the, the double edged sort of being like, yeah, Craglin's kind of an important character. Let's make him like more and then just like leave him with the ship always.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of, and then kind of on the last note, I'm kind of really out on any more post credit scenes. I'm yeah. kind of getting to a point where I don't know if I'm going to stay for him anymore or just watch him later on.
1: I I think especially, yeah, the end, end, end credits, those more and more have just been a joke. And it's, come on, like, come on.
0: It just it used to be such a fun part of the experience that was something, you know, we all look forward to. And it's not something we should even have really expected. I, I shouldn't have expected from James Gunn but at the same time it's fun it's yeah. fun when they're fun it's fun when they it's move things when along it's fun
1: and, and and yeah like is this like in its own way you know the end of end game right where like yeah. we don't really have anything like w- yeah so we we do get a, a mid credit scene here that sort of kind of maybe moves the plot forward but like also is just like a perfect little tag yeah. But then the joke is just dumb. It's like not even that good.
0: It's not worth it.
1: It's not worth it. Um, And yeah, I do think that's happening too much. And although, although they, they may like had too many post-credits scenes involved in two. So like, but at least those were funny. Um.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, goes a long way, man.
1: Yeah. Um, that goes a long all right. Way. So, uh, we liked slash loved this. Um, I think this is probably the best since No Way Home.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um,
1: and then, um, you know, obviously each one of those movies in between has their own positives. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess pleasantly you – know, I, I, I expected to love this, and I, I, it met my expectations – um it'll probably end up in my rotation a lot and i'll let you know in, in in a year where i feel on on the whole trilogy but uh i just i love these characters and i am sad to see some of them go but uh i feel like they uh james gunn did them justice so off to superman he goes Off
0: to <laughs> superman he goes all right, all right. take us out um, frank
1: Yeah, well, thanks for listening to uh, this week's episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. Um, We didn't introduce ourselves at the beginning, so hopefully you know who we are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, You can uh, email us at uh, www.longlostheroes.net. You can, nope, that's where our website is. And then you can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. Uh, you can find us on the social channels at LLH Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, just l- reach out to us and let, let us know what you thought of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, were you sad, excited? Are you like relieved that's finally over? Uh, just let us know what you thought. Um, any other thoughts tonight, AJ?
0: No, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Really do appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, keep you posted what other shows we're going to be coming up soon.
1: Sounds good. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye.